I love food. I love everything that has to do with food, whether it's something that looks really ugly on a plate but is absolutely delicious. Like stewed foods obviously isn't the prettiest thing to look at to fine dining, like tweezer plated stuff. Like <laughs> I, the gamut runs with me. Like I, I absolutely love everything that has to do with food. And I typically that's what I watch on TV. Like there's if they could like count the amount of hours like an odometer on how much I've watched the Food Network, it'd be in the tens of thousands, guaranteed. Welcome to Mouthful. I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Mouthful is a podcast about food, culture, and the makers in the world. On this episode of Mouthful, I talk with John Ilioff, co-owner of The Cravings Truck. Mouthful is sponsored by ccfdocumentation.com. Let CCF develop your e-learning or instructional video training. From training assessment to course creation and LMS administration, CCF is your one-stop training resource. Check them out at ccfdocumentation.com. I'd like to start off this podcast with this message. Support local businesses, especially local food trucks. This is the time that they need us the most. Think about it. Supporting a local food truck is a great way to practice social distancing and get some great food that's out there. Last week, I sat down with John Ilioff, co-owner of The Cravings Truck. The food is unique and amazing. I can't even begin to tell you the taste that he is creating in this food truck. And he has everything that fits everybody's dietary needs. In the interview, you hear me say that I did not try a certain dish. Well, I ended up trying the dish and it was amazing. And everything he says about the fries was true. Here is John Ilioff, co-owner of The Cravings Truck, to tell you all about it. John Eliov. I own the Cravings Truck and we specialize in global street food. So we don't like to stick with one genre of food. Um, we, we typically on any given day will have Korean, Vietnamese, Middle Eastern, uh, Mexican, and sometimes we throw in quote unquote American. We do like uh, area code burgers. So we'll do like a 303 burger. <laughs> we'll do a 505 burger. We'll do a Hawaiian burger, an 808 burger. And we do Texas burgers. Like we try to feature burgers that are kind of synonymous for that location from where they come from or the kind of food that comes from there. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I was looking at your menu and I was reading it to the ladies I work with. And I'm like, oh, we need to try this and we need to try this and we need to try this. Why did you start the food truck? How did you find your way to a food truck man i've been cooking from for a very long time not professionally by any means but <laughs> um i would do caterings here and there and then uh big family and friend gatherings like if there's 50 60 people i kick everybody out of the kitchen i just do it all myself um i'm semi-control freak i guess when it comes to food um but that's how it kind of started um there's a funny story with the truck um a big car guy always have been used to build race cars in a completely different life and I sold my dream car the day my current, my wife, not my current wife, like I have multiple. <laughs> um, my wife told me that she was pregnant with our first son and I bought the food truck all in the same day. Wow. It was, it was, uh, it was funny, but um, I love food. I love everything that has to do with food, whether it's something that looks really ugly on a plate, but is absolutely delicious. Like stewed foods obviously isn't the prettiest thing to look at to fine dining, like tweezer plated stuff like I, the gamut runs with me like I, I absolutely love everything that has to do with food and I typically that's what I watch on TV like there's I, if they could like count the amount of hours like an odometer on how much I've watched the Food Network it'd be in the tens of thousands guaranteed 
Well, there's a reason it's called food porn because I'll watch the Food Network. I'm with you and I'm like, oh, that looks so good. I need to do that. You know, so there's a reason why it's called food porn. So you weren't classically trained. You just was like, hey, I like food. I like to cook. And off you went. Yeah, um, obviously some some of the stuff always comes from hardships, and my parents had a separation for about six years. My mom had to work a lot, uh, so I had to cook for myself, so that was kind of the start of it. Like, I like this kinds of food, and, and we grew up, we immigrated here from, from the Middle East, so I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood, and a lot of my friends, I would, like, smell the stuff, and I'd eat at their houses. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know how to make this, but I'm trying to make something that, like, kind of reminds me of this. And then obviously now with the internet and everything else, if you had something and you know what it's named or you can start Googling like, you know, what it has in it, you can get recipes and then start tweaking it. At least that's what I do. I like to, if I don't know something, I will I will try to make it the way that it's presented. Like if I find a good recipe and I, I'll try to find a couple that have the same ingredients. And then I'll try to put my own stuff on it just because I don't want to be, I want to be as traditional as possible, but I still want to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, that's it, it, that's how it kind of started was like I smelled and tasted all these different kinds of foods and, you know, being Middle Eastern, like the stuff that my parents had made, like, you oh, know, the spices. the spices, the smells, like, you know, there's there's nothing like the smell of, you, you probably want to know what it is, it's called the hambajin. It's pretty much like a pizza. That's the easiest way to explain it. But as soon as it hits the pan, you get that smell and, and Mexican cooks can can relate to this like you have a grandmother or mother that makes fresh tortillas you walk downstairs or you walk in the door and you smell this tortilla it like brings you back to home and that's the kind of that's the kind of food i like to cook is things that reminded me of what i grew up wanting to eat and how my palate is you know kind of transformed into being able to make these kinds of foods and to actually give them to people and say you know this is as authentic as i can make it being not from this culture Mm -hmm. but this is this is my take on it, and, and, and that to me is is everything. Well, and I think I, I'm kind of like you with the way of cooking. It's like I'll, I'll taste something, identify what's in the food, and then try to remaster it and throw my own spin on it. And I think a lot of people are afraid they're going to fail. Do you know how much food I've, I've thrown out? I actually make my own chocolate. Do you know how many batches I've thrown out because I've over-tempered it or I've burned it or something like that? And I think people are afraid to just experiment with food. And if they just get over that fear then just go for it. Go for broke. Nobody says that you, you know, there's a reason why there's a chubby hubby in Ben and Jerry's because, it, you know, somebody out there went, you know, peanut butter and pretzels and chocolate and malt, which that sounds really good, you know, so go ahead and experiment. With that being said, what's the worst thing you've ever made? What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever made? <laughs> oh my God. So my wife and I decided to go plant-based and we have been plant-based for a little while now. I made this tofu Szechuan dish that as soon as I tasted it, I was like, I can't eat this. Mm-hmm. Like, my appetite was gone. Like, it smelled okay. Like, it, I should say, it smelled actually really good because this is garlic and Szechuan and onion and all these different smells and black beans, fermented black beans. I'm like, this is going to be great. And as soon as I tasted it, it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> and she's, you know, my wife is is the kindest person. She it's okay. I know it's not. We're not eating this for dinner tonight. At least I'm not. I'll eat the cauliflower rice or the rice that we put on the side, but I'm not eating what we put on this. 
I think we've all had that. We've all had that. I'm trying to think. I don't. I can't off the top of my head think what uh, my worst food I've ever made. My worst dish. I can remember my husband's worst one. <laughs> we've been together for 20 years. To the, you know, recently. But the first dish, like he kind of ever made me, he made spaghetti sauce, and for some reason he threw cloves in it. Mm. And it was like, really, honey? And I think that was like one of the first meals he actually made for me. So I still remember it 20 years, and I will not let him live that down. So tell people how they can get a hold of you, where they can find your your, uh, menu, and more about you. Sure. Um, So... Um, the name of the truck, again, is The Cravings Truck. Um, we have a Facebook page. It's at The Cravings Truck. Um, our email is, or our, sorry, our website's also uh, thecravingstruck.com. Uh, we do caterings and tons of weddings and different sort of big gathering types of events. Um, we, we, we tailor our, our menu to what our customers want. Like, you know, obviously, if we don't, it, we don't have, like, lobster rolls on our truck. But if you're from Maine and you're having a wedding and you want to have lobster rolls, We'll make lobster rolls that you are happy with. Um, but yeah, uh, Instagram's at the Cravings Truck. Uh, everything's at the Cravings Truck or at the Cravings Truck.com. And do you have, I don't like to use the word dietary restrictions, but dietary preferences on your on your truck? Like, do you have gluten free? Do you have vegan? Absolutely. Um, we always have a gluten free option and a vegan option. Um, and then we tailor to um, our customers as well. Like, one of our biggest sellers is our banh mi, but we put Korean barbecue in it, which has soy sauce in it. But if you have someone that has gluten intolerance, we will make it with tamari or with, with gluten free soy sauce. We, we definitely will always cater to what people need. What is your most popular dish? So, there's two, they're always like neck and neck. The banh mi is my favorite sandwich that's that's something i kind of came up with um but the streets of lebanon which is our chicken shawarma those two right there are by far like we we sell those two more than like everything else combined well excuse my ignorance i had to ask the ladies i work with what is shawarma shawarma uh it depends on the meat but it's typically uh middle eastern spiced meat usually chicken or lamb or beef our version is chicken um and there's 14 different spices in it wow um and then we also put something that you will probably never find anywhere in the states uh we import it straight from the middle east it's called amba it's um pickled mango sauce that um i hate to say that it tastes like curry but it has it has those same kind of flavors middle eastern food and indian food are like they're almost they're like first cousins They use all of the same ingredients pretty much, just some are obviously different than others and variations on on types of spices. But um, it's usually it's made on a spit where you you know shave it kind of like a gyro. But ours we use uh, um, diced chicken and we griddle it so that you get nice crispy edges. And Mm -hmm. but it's Middle Eastern spiced chicken. It's all about the crispy edges. Oh man, that's the best part. That's the best part of it, right? Tell me another popular thing on your menu. Like, tell me about your 303 burger. Our 303 burger is, um, it's a half-pound burger mm-hmm. topped with um, a pork green chili. And we use, uh, we use Pueblo chilies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I actually just drove through Hatch mm-hmm. uh, a week ago, actually today. And the guy's like, yeah, buy some Hatch chilies because we're talking, you know, I have a food truck and all this other stuff. And um, I'm like... I like to use what's local to me, and I like the Pueblo chilies. Actually, you know, 
I like hats too, but I don't want to bring something that's so far away. If I can help somebody out locally, I'm going to try to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Pueblo chilies, huge chunks of pork, just delicious green chili, especially on, on, on a cold day. Um, and then we smother that on top of the half pound burger with cheese and fries. And if you stop by the truck, do not miss out on the fries. They're not normal. They, they We have a seasoning called Crave Dust. Um, it has been referenced to be like crack. Mm-hmm. It's that good. Um, <laughs> everyone who gets it, they are never disappointed and they come back for it. Are, do you plan on expanding or you're just happy with doing the food truck right now? So we, we probably will expand in the future. We had some opportunities come up this, um, this fall and winter and they all fell through and I think they fell through for a reason. Um, for one reason or another, something didn't happen, and I always believe in that there's a reason for everything. Everything happens for a reason. So um, we we do the food truck in the, in the wintertime, and, and when it's cold out, we do pop-up lunches. So we'll take over a cafeteria for a corporate um, um, environment, uh, any big-name cafe- uh, corporation that has you know a big cafeteria. We take over a section of their spot for a couple days, a week. Um, and we, we cook indoors, which is kind of nice. We only bring, like, a few items. We also do an Indian dish that we typically don't do on the truck because you have to have – we don't have a stove. We have a flat top and fryers. Okay. So we don't have, like, a traditional stove, so it th- takes a little bit longer for things to, to warm up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we bring different variations of our menu to the pop-ups, and um, it's fun because people get to experience our food because they're used to the – you know. Most cafeterias today have actually changed a lot more than what like you can kind of think of like like a first cafeteria is the first thing that pops into my <laughs> mind because my mom worked there when we moved here. <laughs> but it, they make great food and they change their menus, but it's also nice to have an outside perspective and have a, a variety for people that are used to going down to the cafeteria every day and they have they, they see the same type of food over and mm-hmm. over again. They get something different. So it's basically like a pop up you're doing. Absolutely. I love Indian food. Yeah. And a lot of people have misconception that it's it's hot and it can be spicy. I've had some that'll blow the top of your head off. But I've also had some delicious Indian food where I've I've catered it to my taste. And I think people have a lot of misconception about Indian food. What would you tell people who do have that misconception? I would say that with with food that you're not experience or you you haven't experienced in the, in the past before, I think it's always worth trying. You have no idea what just because something looks or there's a misconception behind something. There's there, everyone has an opinion and their opinion might not be the same thing as yours. You have to try something different. That's one of the things. My son's too young now; he's only three years old. But when he's old enough to like make his decision of like actually having food versus like a dinosaur (laughs) nugget (laughs) we'll have this conversation of like just try it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean just give it a try Mm -hmm. don't don't put some weird label on it try it out not every and most of the time places that you go to they'll ask you how spicy do you want it and if Mm -hmm. you if you aren't a spice kind of person which i am very well like i i like it (laughs) i like it i like food spicy um to the point where it almost gives you like a hiccup Mm -hmm. because it's so hot but um People, they, especially small mom-and-pop places, they want you to try their food. They don't want you to, to have some misconception about it. They will tailor it to you. Say, I, like, my wife is allergic to onions. Like, can you please not put onions in it? And she'll eat everything. 
mm-hmm. and I think it's the same thing with with different types of foods and with spice level as well. Most most places will tailor it to you to say, you know, we really want you to try this, try something different, and yeah, we won't make it as spicy. Do you do that on your truck? We do. Um, everything is it, everything is semi mild. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes, depending on the season, like you'll grab a jalapeno when we make our salsa, and it's it, yeah. it's like it's like oh my god, this is not a jalapeno. Uh-huh. It's a <laughs> it's something completely different. Um, and then and then when it is, we we try to tone it down a bit. We tone it down as much as we can, with still trying to keep like the same flavor, not like making it watered down. Um, but then like if kids if a family comes up we'll say hey the salsa is a little bit spicy today do you want us to put it on the side because the kid you know this, they're like it's for a kid or what do you have for a kid and we do that too we tailor we, we bring different things for kids too so they don't feel like they have and i don't know how i feel about this my parents never were like you're eating kid food today we're <laughs> eating adult food today like Everyone should, you know, give it to your kid. Let them try it. Let them have, uh-huh. an, let them make their own opinion. My kid, like our, you were talking about Indian food, my son will eat what we make. Uh-huh. He loves it. Um, it's mine's a crossbreed of like butter chicken and tikka masala, uh-huh. um, and, and we put veggies and a whole bunch of stuff in it. And but he'll eat it, and it's not it's not spicy. It just has spices in it. There's I think there's this huge misconception because there is the word spice. It's, it it just has tons of flavor. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of people confuse that they're like, well, you hear spices. Well, one of them has to be hot. It's like, no, not necessarily. I'd really like to talk about your truck. (laughs) I think your truck is awesome. Describe it to people. It is a, it's wrapped to look like a chalkboard and there's seven different languages on it. Um, They all say delicious (laughs) or very delicious, depending on how it's kind of said or or how it's said in that language. Um, We have... Uh, we have Hebrew, Arabic, um, Hindi, um, English, uh, Spanish. Um, God, why am I forgetting some? Uh, Korean and Vietnamese. So yeah. the typical, like our base food that we always have on our truck, those languages are on there. Well, I really look forward to the food. I haven't tried it yet. I grabbed you before I got, I got it. So, well, thank you for being with me today. And just let people know one more time your Facebook and the information. Thank you for having me. Um, again, uh, our Facebook is The Cravings Truck. You can hit us up on our, uh, our webpage. also has a contact me form, which is at the craving, or thecravingstruck.com. Thank you to John with The Cravings Truck. I saw this great idea on Facebook. People are hiring food trucks and having them deliver food to the people who are still working hard, like grocery workers and firefighters and police and hospital workers. What a great way to say thank you. So one of the ways you can say thank you is to contact the Cravings Truck, do what they're doing on Facebook, say thank you to the workers who are still working hard. Look for the Cravings Truck on Facebook and at thecravingstruck.com. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Whether you want to train your employees or teach your customers how to properly use your equipment or product, or you are wanting to market your expertise to the world, online training is fast becoming one of the most sought-after forms of training in this business world. Providing flexibility as well as consistency, e-learning will get your new hires or customers trained faster with less resources. At CCF Documentation, we provide customized e-learning solutions geared to proactively and efficiently train your employees or customers with measurable training outcomes. 
To maximize your training effectiveness, contact CCF Documentation at ccfdocumentation.com. If you have any questions or you'd like to be a guest on Mouthful, please contact me at mouthfulthepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also look for Mouthful on all the other social media platforms. And of course, you can find me, Lori Lynn Barker, on all of those platforms. With Mouthful, I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Stay fresh, cheese bags.